0: I had a really interesting conversation with a listener to the, uh, of the podcast earlier this week and throughout the week, and it really made me think and kind of take a step back about one of the most important aspects of mindfulness practice and mindful coping practice. And it's one of those that is very easy to lose sight of when we are dealing with just one particular aspect of our mind's habitual reactions to things that happen to us or even in a lot of cases with our own uh, habits of thought things that we do to ourselves in response to situations that are external to us and what this really all is about and I think this probably will be somewhat of a shorter. Uh, podcast episode than normal because I really just want to kind of revisit this and this is all about mind what I refer to as mindfully coping with our own humanness. In other words realizing getting back to the basics with the practice and an answer, to, an answer to one of the questions, why practice mindfulness? Why practice mindful coping? And there are a lot of good questions about that and certainly a lot of, of great answers. But this is another one of those responses to that in that really what it does at a higher level and even at a lower level is to help us cope with the suffering, the needless suffering that we can cause ourselves mindlessly in response to things that people say to us, that people do to us, to things not working out the way we had hoped, to our expectations not being met, to finding ourselves feeling disappointed, other people being disappointed in us. I could go on and on. And there are, you know, plenty of episodes from the past that discuss particular situations about how this is all really about us being human. And I know that everyone has a little bit of a different take on this and a little bit different expectations that they have for themselves. And I completely know and understand and respect that. And I, you know, I do the same for myself. But in the end, what it, I'm finding is that the more and more that I've practiced... The more situations that I have tried to allow myself, I can't really try to do it, the more I try to do it, the probably the less I'm going to do it, but the more that I've allowed myself to just relax into being more fully human and just coping with wherever I find myself emotionally wherever I find myself mentally and how my mind is processing and responding to things that I really can't control. And in a way, in a really powerful way, that allows me to control the few things that I can control more effectively because I'm coming at it from a place where I've got a little bit more headspace because I am allowing myself to be human. I'm not on this constant self-improvement project. And I realize there are things about ourselves that we certainly, in my humble opinion, we can certainly improve on and build on. But at the end of the day, if we're so busy doing that, that it can really be easy to lose sight of the fact that all we have to really do, if we want to be more fully human, is to just let ourselves be more fully human and I know it's easy for me to say because I'm not always able to do it. But this is, if there is a goal at all, it is this. The idea here is to be able to not judge myself so harshly, to not beat myself up so much, to not think that I am crazy because of the fact that I have some sort of ridiculous or silly response to something that happens to me. And the thing is, when I say, you know, when I say that it's silly, when I say that it's, that it's ridiculous, I'm not saying this in a way that's judging myself. I am not saying that I am ridiculous. Uh, yes, could I could I say that I am being silly sometimes? Certainly. But at the end of the day, it's all really about empowering myself to be more fully human and not be afraid to feel these things that sometimes feel really really yucky to allow myself to be confused, to allow myself to not know where to turn, to allow myself to feel depressed, to allow myself to feel unbelievably angry and feel what almost feels like what I'd refer to as uncontrollable rage. But the fact is I can control it. All I really have to do, it's not that I can control it directly directly. But what I can do is just pay more attention to my own habitual reactions to feeling rage or feeling anger or feeling any of these other negative or even positive emotions. It's just as easy to get carried away with positive emotions and feeling intense joy and wanting, and then we can get into the loop of suffering in terms of wanting something to continue. And as soon as we start enjoying it, we're so busy and preoccupied with thinking about how hard it's going to be when we don't have it anymore or when it's not going on anymore or worrying about when the other shoe drops and things are different and we no longer have this thing or this situation that's bringing us so much joy. It's amazing how we can always find ourselves, you know, five or ten steps ahead of where we actually are and we can really be doing that in both directions. It amazes me my ability to, without even really trying... If I allow myself to not be aware of it and, and, and not really be paying attention, I can be basically you know putting it in reverse and backing up. And while I could really be enjoying the present moment, I'm so busy ruminating over something that happened in the past that was traumatic, where my feelings got hurt, where I was disappointed, where I made a mistake, and where I'm still beating myself up for those things emotionally. And the same thing goes for the future. And really, it's so much easier if I can just put it in park, so to speak, and just stay here and be here. I can't control all of the outcomes. There's very little of it I can control. And that changes from moment to moment. So there's really no point in me overanalyzing in every situation and in every moment, what can I control, what can I control. So what I found is the best way to put myself in a position to do this to allow myself to be open to whatever is, is just to be here. And so then it gets back to just practicing being aware, just doing it over and over and over again so that when we are finding ourselves getting caught off guard, we can be what I refer to as mindful on our feet. And it's really, this gets back to... If I'm going to be more aware, and this is really what it all boils down to, is this. If I'm going to be more aware of what my mind is doing, that means I'm going to be paying a lot more attention to what my habits and patterns of thought are. And if I am so quick to judge myself and so easily... Uh, allowing myself to fall into the trap of feeling guilt and shame over the thoughts that I'm having, I'm probably not going to be as likely to want to pay attention. If I am so disturbed by what it is that I'm thinking, and this doesn't have to mean it's anything evil or sinister or awful, sometimes just the ridiculousness of the things that I one of my early meditation and mindfulness teachers used to use the phrase catching myself in the act of. If I am so horrified at what I catch myself in the act of in terms of my thinking, because I'm really what I'm doing is I'm in those moments, I'm believing that I am what it is that I'm thinking. You know, it's the old saying, I think, therefore I am. I am not here really to. Uh, debate that or say that it's true or untrue. In my mind, it's only true if I fixate on that and believe that and not be willing to really allow myself to experience anything else. So to me, it's really kind of irrelevant whether that's true or not. All I really want to be focused on, myself personally, and there again, I don't do it 100% of the time because I'm human, because of the fact that I am fallible. I can get distracted and get caught up in you know, craving something or wanting something to be a different way or not being happy with the way it is or being scared by what, you know, what may happen or what is happening. I can be upset about what has happened already and I'm not really here. And so what ends up happening is, is that, you know, I can be so caught up in being turned away from or, uh, not accepting how i'm you know what i what it is i'm thinking about what i'm feeling that i can't sit with it and i've always loved that phrase i don't know where i heard that the first time i wish i could attribute it to someone because i think it's a beautiful way of conveying just sitting with however i feel and when i think of that phrase i see myself I can envision myself quietly sitting, you know, seated on a meditation cushion with my legs crossed. I can also see myself when I think about that standing up in the middle of a huge crowd where I'm feeling really claustrophobic and struggling with not being able to even hear myself think. But I know that I've practiced it enough and it doesn't mean that there's anything extraordinary about me. It just means that I've chosen to do it and this is available to anyone who does that, is I can basically sit with something in the middle of that huge crowd with all the noise where I can't hear myself think at all. I can basically sit with being scared out of my wits about something. I can do the same thing when I am unbelievably angry or feeling rage and feeling defensive and feeling a sense of what's referred to as injured innocence. So, you know, how dare, or righteous indignation. How dare someone say this to me? How dare they do that to me? If I practice this enough, and it's just because it's a human endeavor, I can become able to be able to sit with these things, you know, in these situations, on my feet, in the middle of life while it's happening. And it all really boils down to if I'm going to commit and allow myself to pay more attention to what my mind is doing. I have to accept, first of all, that I can't control what my mind is doing. Trying to stop thinking a certain way is, is never really worked for me, nor has it worked for anyone that I've taught mindfulness to, or that I've talked to about it, or heard people speak about. So what I really want to be able to do is just allow myself, I've got to be able to let myself be human and accept that uh, I'm not always going to necessarily measure up to my expectations for myself. The ultimate is for me to not have any expectations for myself, just to let myself be the best me in any given moment. Certainly easier said than done. But this really all kind of loops back to, if you think about all the different situations you can find yourself in and that you, you sit with in terms of mindfulness practice and then mindfully coping with those thoughts and what it does to us physiologically and emotionally and spiritually, it's really about letting myself be more human and accepting and being open to and embracing my own humanness and not needing to think that I'm crazy or that somehow I had, there's something wrong with me. And I realize there are legitimate situations sometimes where we do need to seek out professional help for things like this, but it doesn't mean that we're doomed. It doesn't mean that we're broken beyond repair. It just means that sometimes, you know, it takes, we need resources and need help to process things that we are, that are stuck, so to speak. So there again, if, if that's the case for me, and I have, there are times where I've certainly sought out counseling when I've needed to process something that I just was not able to heal and move past. It's really all loopy. It's almost like everything it's all you know you can really extend this out really far and your your view gets more vast and then it's a matter of everything kind of collapsing and looping back into really where this all emanates from. And that is that this is a, really a practice. You know, why practice mindfulness? Why practice mindful coping? It's really a way that allows us to be able to embrace our own humanness and to more fully inhabit our humanness, to be in, more in our own body, feeling our own experiences and not running away, trying to distract ourselves or trying to escape what ultimately at some point we bump into head-on and either choose to confront it or not. Or, and, and even more importantly than that, make friends with it or not. It's really the choices up to me in each and every moment that I'm living and breathing. It's simple as that.